also with the uh, recent episode of hearing about us on different sides of the country, we decided to come together this time to kind of talk about um, how Jordan and I kind of met, I guess, um, or really kind of started to understand each other through a lot of weird and quirky, um, a really long summer as teens, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that that's a very good way to say it. Um, as far as it goes, there we spent a good amount of time together. As far as you know, outside the podcast, before we even decided to move in with each other, uh, and with that amount of time, um, and being like having like very interesting ways of growing up, there's a few stories that you know therein lie in that. Yeah, and one of the first stories that comes to mind is kind of really the first time I heard of the mythical Jordan, right? So I was really good friends, still am really good friends with Aaron, who's been on this podcast a couple times now. Um, Aaron invites me to his birthday party. I'm like, oh, sweet, I'll go to this, you know, birthday party, which in one thing, like, I kind of forget how cool birthday parties were as kids, you know, like all of your friends get together and you get free food and cake, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, and I feel like, yeah, birthday parties that are now are a little less lively, you know, usually, you know, people want to go out to dinner for a little bit, but there's no like cool activities or just messing around or anything like that. It's very like stifled, I would say. Yeah, and I'd like to imagine even kids' birthday parties now are a little different because it seems like kids are getting phones younger and younger, so they're all probably, you know, talking about Instagram or some app. But at this birthday party in particular, it was a revolutionary time for Aaron, right? And revolutionary time in tech. Like, at one point, you guys may be listening to this be like, what? one point, the iPod Touch was huge, right? Like, people had their phones and an MP3 player at one point. And Spotify wasn't around like you're still chilling on LimeWire or Pandora. And so Aaron gets this, you know, iPod Touch and basically, like... Through the course of a couple events, we go and see a movie and, uh, you know, some things occur at the movie. And basically after all that wraps up, which I'll save that story for with Aaron, we get back and this whole time I've known Aaron, he's always talked about his older brother, um, whether it's just like weird stories or like, you know, Jordan playing basketball, this and that. And I was like, all right, I want to meet this dude um, and see see if Aaron's legends meet up to this character. And uh, we get back and we walk to the door and Jordan is watching Spike TV at the time, watching like some ninja, like giant weapon show. So it's like this dude's using a ninja sword and, you know, cutting watermelons or like fake dummies up. And the first thing I remember Jordan saying is like, you guys have to check this out. <laughs> See, it's very interesting because I have no recollection <laughs> of some of this stuff. So, but knowing me at the time, that's definitely something that, you know, I would be into. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, all right, things are living up, living up. Um, and of course, on iPod Touch, you get some very unique apps out there. And I remember we were just kind of browsing through, we're sitting in this living room and we're browsing through app ideas. And uh, I think it was Aaron or Jordan was like, Oh, let me get the, uh, that's, that was the easy button. Like the big, I think it was Staples at the time did that. And I think at this point, Jordan was like, Oh, they have a, that's, that was easy button. I bet you they have a, that's what she said button. 
Yeah, and I mean, until this day, I'm glad that, you know, some things haven't changed. I'm still a big fan of that that's what she said. Uh, and, you know, proper taste and good timing. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that button. <laughs> yeah, and vaguely, I was probably 12 or 13 at that time. Um, and, you know, Jordan's two years older than I am. So, like, at that time, all of us were stranded. Like, in America, you can't drive. I don't know how it is in other countries, but, like, you can't drive until you're 16 by yourself. So, we're all just kind of, like, kicking it um, when we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just kind of like you're kind of left up to your own devices, especially if you don't, like, if, yeah, your parents aren't there to... Um, like take you places or, you know, busy and stuff like that. Julian, I'm curious, like what, what is your opinion at this point of what's going on? You know, with me and my brother, you know, the, the place we're at. Well, the first thing is like knowing Aaron, Aaron, if you're listening to this, you know, it's true. Aaron's a very quirky, creative character, like super free, um, very fun to be around, like doesn't really care what other people think. And, you know, like you'd catch him wearing like his full basketball uniform to school. So I was like, I wonder if Jordan's similar in any ways. And, you know, meeting Jordan, like after a few times of hanging out and um, kind of feeling out this mythical character, like Jordan's very quirky in his, in his ways, but they're very different on how it like interacts on a scale. Yeah, I think that that's very, uh, that's, you're right in the fact of, you know, there's, there's some sort of varying degree, but I feel like we're, you know, we're on the same color. We just are, have like slightly different shades. And, you know, the more that you're around us, I'd say you probably, you're one of the people that know both of us the best, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just a very, like, you know, it's varying degrees of the same thing almost. Yeah. And, you know, as you talk about varying degrees, summers just get, you know, very hot. <laughs> right? And, uh, as we, as our friendship grew between, you know, Jordan and I, Aaron and I, you know, the relationship between Jordan and Aaron grew like summers as we got older, you know, you got to save money. So like, no, we never really believed in air conditioning. It kind of just always stayed a little bit warmer as where we are. It gets, you know, you know, 105, 110 degrees in that realm. Um, so as things got warmer, things definitely spiced up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that was an interesting thing about like, you know, um, me and my brother's childhood for some reason, um, you know, the AC wasn't ran a lot. <laughs> And as children, we didn't know like better enough that, you know, it's probably not normal that you kind of like are sweating and just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. So like as it got warmer, like, you know, you kind of get a little bit more relaxed and, uh, you know, just hanging out. And I think at this point, Jordan finally has his license. And like I, you know, was a single child. So like I was just kind of lone wolf. And so like I would just, you know, the freedom that we had as children was un like unsurpassed like i would just walk like two miles across the city just to like hang out and they would be like you know what let's go get something to eat and like aaron and i would often walk like a mile to burger king or like in some cases people would just be making their own concoctions of food yeah and so this is one of the things that i feel like is a as a very salient point and, you know, Julian's opinion of me or like figuring out who I am at this point, he doesn't know me very well, uh, but knows me. And uh, I guess, you know, in the house, you, you sometimes have to get creative with, you know, what you're going to eat. And um, 
you know, that was one of the times I got creative and Julian was there to witness it. Yeah. And the thing about it too, was like, I, we were on similar wavelengths, like, you know, parents are at work, so you kind of have to fend for yourself, but you don't really have a job to get money. So like, you're kind of just working with what's in the cupboards. And I remember just like kind of rolling in and I think Jordan had just like done a workout or something and Aaron and I were chilling playing some sort of video game, whether it be like Minecraft or um, Left 4 Dead or something along those lines. And we're all in the kitchen and Jordan's like, "Ah, I don't know what I'm going to make, but I'm going to throw these items together. Yeah, and from my like memory, and Julian, tell me if I'm wrong because I feel like you this stands out more to you than it does me because of how you know sometimes often that this would happen. But uh, I was frying peaches and I fried something else. I don't remember. Yeah, you. I don't know. The thing that I just remember remember being pretty clear is like. Aaron and I had ate, and you, we had ate like the last of whatever you were trying to eat, you know, <laughs> the competition struggle. And I remember Jordan just somehow, you know, got this idea to bring out some peaches. I think they were canned or they might have been fresh um, and kind of just threw them in this frying pan. And I kind of like turned my head a little bit and I was like, what? what's going on here? And he's like, oh, I'm just frying some peaches and, you know, put some peaches in there. I want to say like fried, like put the bread in there to kind of fry it. I can't, I want to say it might've been like a meat or something else that he had put into the frying pan. And he was like, he was pretty confident in the skill set at that point. Yeah. And I feel like that's, um, Yeah, I mean, what a what a thing to witness. <laughs> and granted, like, it, I'm not even stretching. Like, Julian's not stretching the truth at this point. <laughs> this stuff happens, and especially like in the house. Like, if there there's a select few things that are just like you know on point to eat, and then everything else is just just a wild wild world out there. Um, but yeah, no, hundred percent, I did that, and you know, I think the confidence came from doing weird things with food. Uh, before then so it was just kind of like you know the run of the mill you know uh, all right so let's just see see what's breaking down right now yeah it's interesting as like a child some of the like when you don't really know how to cook for yourself or you don't really know like the combination some of the struggle food you kind of put together like as much as it's like a pb and j to me is still kind of just struggle food it's very simple but like things would get elaborate to where like when i was you know, by myself, some of the struggle food I'd make was like, I would try to like make like a pizza roll bagel, which are in my hindsight, like, why don't I just make like, why don't I just buy bagel bites? Like, it's the same thing. So like, I'd make pizza rolls, which I still I don't haven't done in a while at this place. But um, I would cut the pizza rolls in half and then put them on a bagel to make a bagel bite. So I was just <laughs> doing extra work. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> But at the same time, it's just like that sort of unadulterated creativity when it comes to the food that children eat when left to their own devices is pretty, pretty amazing. The things that you just come up with. Yeah, I really like to think I was gaming the system at that point in a few different, you know, a few different ingredients in there. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I don't know what it is. And now I feel like, you know, for some reason, the more that we talk about like the childhood and stuff, uh, it brings back the, you know, scenarios of, you know, it's not just the food that was unique. It was like, you know, some of the situations that we allowed ourselves to get in, um, especially around the house. 
I can remember um, when ASL, like the Ice Bucket Challenge, was going on. Um, you know, it was big. People were just like, you know, filling up buckets of ice and then dumping them on themselves, you know, and putting it on Facebook or whatever. And Julian comes along and um, kind of mixes up the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I got the idea from, but like I see people have done it and I had been tagged and we could all drive at that point. But um, I knew that I was hanging out with Aaron and Jordan that day and I knew Aaron had to do it at some point. And I'm pretty sure Jordan had to do it at some point. And so I had this giant blue bucket and like the way their house was kind of laid out is they had this very large um, like asphalt backyard with like a basketball hoop and um, whatnot. So basically what we did was like we sent Jordan to the roof um, and some we ran the hose upwards into this giant bucket, um, probably like a 20 gallon bucket or so and position the basketball hoop right below him and me under the basketball hoop and then we dyed it all green um mm-hmm. just so it was noticeable kind of looked like slime um and then like so i would go in and i would you know dunk the ball and then we'd pour the um pour the bucket of ice and green water on me and i just remember that staining like my shoes and my shorts at the time yeah, that stuff was pretty potent. And just like hearing that situation, it seems just so not a good idea. First off, you know, I remember how sketchy it was on that roof holding that big bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, knowing that there's an asphalt below me, something cushy to break my <laughs> fall. It reminds me of, uh, I think you were there for this, but uh, it was around like 4th of July. And, uh, one of our other good friends, Ryan, was over and he, we had devi- created this device. It was just a bunch of like firecrackers or something together. Um, and like we're expecting like as kids, you're kind of naive. So you expect like you put all these things together and it's a huge explosion, um, which we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So basically we concocted this mashup of fireworks and firecrackers and stuff and you know one of one of us had the idea to like go put it in like a tunnel type thing so it'd make some serious noise and uh i just remember like i don't know it was kind of like the middle of the night i think um going to this place and like placing the tunnel i don't know do you remember like was it one of us that lit it or was it yeah i think so um and just so everyone's clear this is much this story has gone past the statue of limitations so you can't bust this (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we're just in a public area it was safe there's no one around and i just remember like thinking this thing's gonna be extreme like loud and you know, um, we're going to cause up a storm or whatever. And so we light this thing off and get like a head start. I assume some of the faster ones of us were a little bit closer to it. So the slower ones could get a head start. And so we, I guess we lit it at this point and, you know, it makes a pretty audible sound, like a noticeable, like, you know, firecracker bomb type sound. And we all head for the hills. Like we all have devised our own routes to get back to Jordan and Aaron's house. And so we all get back there and we're really nervous to go back for some reason. Like we think we might've caused some damage or something like that. And we go back the next day and I'm pretty sure there's like a little scratch. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just like a little black black mark where, you know, the thing like burned or like singed a few things or like just burnt itself and put it on the, you know, the little tunnel. But it, it was like a very, very loud sound. Yeah. And just little things like that, that like, you know, were really fun or got, you know, the heart beating or things we did often. Like the one, you know, main uh, component of really getting the blood rushing was um, a little game called Mario Party. Yeah, and so Mario Party was, uh, well, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that most of the listeners know what Mario Party is, but if you don't, Mario Party is a Nintendo game that's been going on for quite a while, and basically what it breaks down to is you have people playing, so let's say there's four people playing, and you basically, the ultimate goal is to get stars and so to get stars you need to buy them with coins or win them in games and so you like it's an endless cycle of you know a set amount of turns and it's all about getting the most amount of stars you can through mini games and you know screwing people over and you know creating alliances whatever it takes to get these stars you do it yeah and you know the people we played with were like all of us were pretty confident in our skills um there was some definite trash talking and like you win different awards from like most coins to most games to um a few other things and you know throughout this time it's really competitive to where you know we would single out players to hope they wouldn't win or try to stop them from winning um as everyone does and there's a certain occasion where we were all playing. It was probably a few games in. Um, once again, it was pretty warm in the, the house. So it's all four of us on one couch, um, really, you know, touching shoulders, trying to get a competitive advantage at any cost. And it's kind of comes down to a few, a last few games. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously being, uh, you know, the majority and especially in that environment, you want to win. So you're, you're trying as hard as you can. Um, but I remember, you know, I think I was really close to being like, you know, the number one guy or something. And, uh, and Mario party, like Julian said, the, like, you know, at the end you'll get stars for, you know, having the most events or doing like, you know, doing certain things. And so at one point I, you know, I, I needed the star to basically solidify the win and not be second or lose. And, uh, the star like hovers over my name. I might have prematurely celebrated. And then, like, the next thing I know, like, the star goes over to, like, Julian's character or something, and then he gets the star. And it was, like, a very insult to injury because, obviously, it was hilarious to see, you know, I jump up and, like, do the tiger fist bump. And then next thing I know, I'm a loser. So <laughs> The great thing, yeah, about Mario Party 2 is, like, during all the mini games, like, People definitely have their strong suit. So, like, you know, you get into one and maybe it was like you had to shake the Wii remote really quick or you had to, like, strategically pick a pattern or run through certain doors. So, like, you know, um, tensions were high because people knew what they were good at and letting other people know that they were good at it. And so, like, at this point, you have a good understanding of who's where. Like, you know, this person probably has the most event wins and this person has most coins. Um, and, like, so it just is a... It really, you know, kind of brings together the core group of um, people playing through kind of like us laughing and sweating and uh, really letting know, letting one another know who was the top dog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that kind of somewhat reminds me of another time that I still can't believe to this day that it happened. Um, I think we were playing video games. It was late at night and Julian found something. Um 
in the living room. Yeah, so at this time, Minecraft was huge, and like um, Jordan's brother and I would play for quite some time. Like Jordan would go out and do something, and we'd be on the couch, and he'd come back a few hours later, and we'd be in the same position on the couch without any nutrients. Absolutely, <laughs> like it was like nothing changed at all except the time of day. Yeah, and uh, so we all eventually end up playing or just hanging out in that area, you know, playing like Would You Rather or like odd games or conversations, um, which Jordan and I've always kind of participated in. And I'm sitting down, and I was looking over and i was like guys something just like moved about and is like hopping around and they're like no that's definitely not happening like you're seeing things at this point i was like oh maybe and it does it again i'm like guys there's definitely something hopping around i don't know what it is but there's something moving like i think it looks like a frog they're like why would a frog be in the house at this point and uh so we just continue to play games and i'm still kind of like on edge about this thing like i'm not really sure what it is or what's happening or if i'm just kind of going crazy from uh necessarily playing games for such a period of time yeah and eventually like this thing like comes into view and julian's adamant that there's a frog in this living room and uh you know eventually so we like look at it it's absolutely a frog in the living room Yeah, I and the thing to this day is like I don't know how it got there. Like they weren't really near a large body of water or something that you know attract a frog. No, not at all. And yeah, and it's I have no idea either. Um, And I think that just lends to the the point of just like what the hell. (laughs) And um, also, I'm sure I'm really curious. I really hope that you guys listening right now. You know, don't be afraid to like leave a comment or send us an email about what you're imagining that, you know, this like the the conglomerate of childhoods were and what this house looked like, because it seems like a very interesting place just through the stories. Yeah. So this frog hops onto the scene. It's like in the middle between Aaron, Jordan and I. And we all kind of just look at each other for a little bit and like really are trying to understand what to do. So like. Then you have three, you know, I think at least at the youngest age at that time is at least 16. So you have three like kind of late teenagers, mid teenagers trying to wrangle up a frog in a house. Yeah. And um, yeah, those things are a little elusive, especially when they're not trying to be caught. Um, Luckily, though, I actually had a frog when I was a kid. So I kind of like was a little more familiar with it. But um, yeah, it was. I still can't believe to this day that it happened. Truly, yeah, it was just a, a bizarre occurrence. Like we captured it and let it out in the wild, and you know, Aaron probably said something, some t- sort of sermon for this frog <laughs> to be free in the wild and keep pimping or something like that. And that was just one of you know, uh, that's just a few of many stories that occurred in like the occurrence of two or three summers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's kind of interesting. And I think it's really cool that, you know, those experiences happened. I mean, there was no time where we were like truly unsafe or like, you know, in true danger. But, uh, you know, the, un, you know, not being supervised a lot of the time, I feel like lended to some very interesting and like, you know, very exploratory experiences. Yeah, um, a lot of like maturity growth happened as well. And just like having that freedom and like, um, the ability to you know, you know, keep things in shape without things getting too wild. Um, just a real fun time as children. I mean, like I guess everyone has those stories, but that's kind of 
you know, how Jordan and I connected and, you know, how this kind of, you know, you can see some instances of these weird topics converging to us kind of having an idea to put together a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's basically what is to thank for the Off the Top podcast itself. Yeah. Um, go ahead and let us know what you think down below and, you know, the comments or email us at the off the top podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you left us some ratings or feedback on whatever platform you listen on and help us kind of move up the charts of the podcast ranks. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, this train's not slowing down and the way that you can help it, you know, become bigger and moving faster is doing all that stuff right there. But, uh, once again, thanks guys. <laughs>